Howdy, and welcome back to Point of Reynolds, the front porch. If you haven't stopped by before, you can find the rest of our conversations with pointers and friends in the rental industry at pointofrental.com porch. I'm Lauren Jewell, and let's get started. Welcome to the front porch with Lauren Jewell. Well, today we have our good friend and sales development representative, Jonathan Ingram, with us. Jonathan, yes. welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's get started with a few questions just yeah. basic about you. Um, who are you? Where are you from? And what is it that you do as a sales development yeah. representative? Again, my name is Jonathan, um, sales development rep here. Uh, born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas, so Texas native and. Yeah, so basically just make sure that the people who are inquiring about a system, we just get them hooked up. We want to ask some qualifying questions, make sure that we're indeed, you know, in the right market for them or and vice versa. And just making sure that um, we answer their questions, we get them to the right representative, understand what product is best for them. Mm -hmm. Basically, be their consultant through the sales process um, and from an outbound perspective, just basically getting people from... You know, let's just let's let's move it to the mall aspect. Just people who are walking the malls, bringing them to our store. How do we get you to take a look at us and see if this is indeed something that we can do for you? And then eventually get them to to buy, you know, or at least learn more about us and eventually be in a situation where um, they're in the market. Hmm. So you're kind of like a combination of like the sign flipper people or no, that might be marketing. Marketing might be the people who are outside um, mm -hmm. on the streets flipping the signs saying like, hey, you should come to the mall, basically. Right. I don't know if malls do that anymore or if malls exist. I don't right. know. But we'll go with it. And then y'all are like the guys that are kind of like hovering around the door. Like I picture at the like sharper image places that are like, do you want to sit in this fancy... Uh, I don't think the sharper image exists anymore. Oh, mall references. <laughs> I've been to a mall in a while. Okay, never mind. Does sharper image really not exist? No, but I do miss that place. What is your favorite joke? I can remember asking Siri to tell me a joke. And I was like, hey, Siri, tell me a joke. And she was like, okay, two iPhones walk into a bar. I forget the rest. <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't know why, but that was funny to me. And by the way, um, don't ask me why I'd be asking Siri jokes to tell me jokes mm. but they can be worth it while wow, so you have an iphone you should try it out all right so um let's kind of transition a little bit into your career yeah so what is it that brought you to point of rental i can remember um andy was the guy who i was speaking to for the first time andy clark mm -hmm. at the time and just he was able to convey that point of rental um you know we're all about enriching people's lives you know that i spoke about earlier and and that means a lot to me because I come from a place where um, you never know the type of impact you have on people. And it was very apparent that Point of Rental lives by that hmm. the day in and day out. So that alone was just like, oh, I got to work for this company. I, I, it always feels fresh and new, too. So that's also hmm. like it's never a dull moment, so to speak. Hmm. So um, what is it that you have been able to pull from your previous jobs that have really helped you in your Point of Rental career? Yeah. Uh, so... You've already mentioned customer service mm -hmm. as being like a big connecting piece between the two. Mm -hmm. Maybe delve more into what what is it that you did before Point of Rental and something that you pulled from there. So just to speak generally real quick, um, obviously just like the nature of just thinking on your feet and being a team player and then just being in situations where having to step up to the plate wasn't necessary. So mm -hmm. leadership um, aspects did it. But 
Um, other than that, just um, empathy, you know, not only with customers, but uh, your coworkers as well. Yeah, man, just uh, just uh, knowing that um, always doing it with great attitude um, is going to help, you know. Mm-hmm. So just those general things have been helpful tools for me. So were yeah. you in a leadership position before coming to Point of Rental? Yes. As well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of leadership position yeah. were you in? So um, I started entry level at Finish Line and worked my way up to like assistant manager. And then I became a manager in training. Hmm. And then I became a store manager. And then I um, f- uh, capped off or finished um, um, being a market lead slash uh, sales manager trainer. And basically that role included being like the market lead for the district. So it, it will oft- I would often have to travel to other stores and just basically translating what was what needed to be taught, you know, the standards, the company standards, and making sure that it was being applied in the district. Wow. Yeah. it's a lot of responsibility. It was. And for um, those who don't know what Finish Line is, can you yeah. explain what Finish Line is? Absolutely. Finish Line is a, like an athletic uh, shoe store, like lifestyle shoe store. Is this where you got your love of shoes from when you first started working at Finish Line, or did you have a love of shoes before? I had a love for shoes before Finish Line. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You know, my yeah. brother used to work. At a shoe store, and occasionally I would get like the newest, freshest shoes or whatever, because my mom wouldn't buy me those expensive shoes. But there would be occasions where, you know, if I'm doing good in school or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, I can get XYZ stuff. Yeah. But the shoes with the lights on them, every time I Oh, I definitely have those. The LA yeah, gears. Yeah, oh, yeah. my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yes. What is your five year plan? From a professional standpoint, um, I would like to say here upon a rental, like I, I imagine just um, entering a space where it includes just being, you know, a member of management somehow um, and overseeing a group of people in a specific role, um, basically to the point where I'm growing them to where they're growing and either being successful here at work or even personally. So just kind of having that mentorship space, I guess. And did you also want to do a personal five-year plan or just stick with the professional? Personally, um, it's more so just tackling my weaknesses. I'm currently reading this book. Um, learning development 2.0 uh, and it speaks about grabbing the bull by the horns okay. you know do it um, even if you fail you generate a sense of appreciation that you won't be able to get any in any other way so stepping into your comfort zone sort of next five years sure. right on. so um, what is your favorite part of working here basically just the, the, the family nature here you know the transparency that I believe you have here uh, Point of rental, uh, we're always constantly growing. And even in a sense of that we're growing into like a, a I guess like a corporate space nowadays, there there seems to still be a clever way of us being able to still sustain that family open door transparency feel. And I appreciate that a lot. Transparency and family feeling. Absolutely. Awesome. Want to help us change the world? Point the Way is Point of Rental's employee-led community giving program. We provide volunteer opportunities as a team to help improve our communities throughout the world. If you're a pointer, you can find out more about how we're helping this quarter, suggest ideas for the future, and connect with us on our internal Point the Way workplace page. If you're not, you can still see what we're doing by following us on social media. We're in the business of making better lives. I have on this sheet of paper in front of me that says that you say you love to travel. Yeah. Um, what are your traveling bona fides? How many states have you been right. to? Right. So uh, I still don't necessarily have a number because. There are uh, 50 of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I would probably say, let's say, uh, 
twenty percent of the fifth of the fifty states. Okay. Maybe. Do you so think you ten. could list them? Yes, exactly. I know what that Brian is. I know it sounds more fancy. <laughs> it sounds fancy when you say when you put it that way though. Percentages just but, make it more fluid. Yeah, okay. come on. No. <laughs> but no, but a lot of these places I've been multiple times too, so so what is it that you like to do whenever you travel to these places? Are you there for like the food, for the people, hmm. for just like the general? What's what's your go-to? Long walks on the beach, Lauren. Oh, okay, no, I'm just kidding. But, in um, Illinois. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I, so it's, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Um, so, you know, tranquility, quiet, peace, and things of that nature. And So you've I, been to 20, like the 20% of the U.S. that has the most tranquility in it? And California is listed in there. And, and and while some of these places probably would be the best place that offers tranquility, I, I do focus on what I can do that would be relaxing and things mm-hmm. like that. There. Okay. Like, I mean, of course, beaches is definitely a different factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I forgot California was on the coast. Continue. Yeah. Same thing with Florida. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I mean, New York has a coast, but it's not the same, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think. Anyways, but... So, yeah, that's pretty much what I like to do. So, you like to travel to go rest somewhere? Rest and food food is definitely important, too, though. Let me me not forget to add that Atlanta, and I don't know if I have much time to express this, but Atlanta has some good eats. I mean, every place does. They all have great different um, areas of food, but I do specifically remember Georgia having some good eats, and Florida did, too, as well. Um, Are you talking, like, barbecue, sushi? What you thinking? So, your Southern style Food in mm-hmm. Georgia was great. Uh, Miami, uh, Florida has some good like Louisiana style, like seafood that tastes good. And of Florida course, has better Louisiana no, food than absolutely Louisiana. Not. I, okay, but of course, and of course, you know Louisiana is actually the capital of goodies too. So I mean, mm. I don't need to explain going right. there. You know, fair enough. Okay, you know, I guess I'll find out come February maybe. Oh yeah. that's where the next mm-hmm. area show is. So. You will. Mm-hmm. You will. You will. Apart from food, um, what is the coolest place that you have been? Ah. And what made it so cool? Yeah, so so Aspen, Colorado. No pun intended as far as it being cool because it's cold out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, I could do this all day. I was born and raised in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. So you have, you know, you're used to seeing land and land, land and buildings and cows <laughs> and, you know, yeah, that stuff. Mm-hmm. So in Aspen, I remember I was walking down the, um, well, walking along the streets of downtown Aspen. It was dark, so at night you have your rescue, search rescue cars, you know, just vehicles, you know, I guess drive or snowmobile around, I don't know, um, okay. doing their thing. But right. it's at night, so you can't you can't see that there's a mountain there anymore because it's mm-hmm. dark. Mm-hmm. Sure. So essentially you're, just, you're looking in the sky and seeing moving lights, and you're just like, it looks like a bunch of just weird floating things but but it's in a in a sky, but you can't you know you can mistake the, the snowmobiles for you thought it was phones. snowmobiles. It was not snowmobiles. <laughs> Come on, asteroids. Right, <laughs> asteroids having a party. No, but it was just cool because it's like knowing that you're looking up and the fact hmm. that it's still land. You're looking at right. land yeah. up in the sky. Here, the horizon is comprised of land and buildings right. versus Aspen. The and horizon like, is, it, it, it moves. It moves. Yeah. And, and I just thought that it's was cool for someone who hasn't. And if you don't know how to snowboard, don't be upset when you see a bunch of little kids uh, out <laughs> do you in skis or snowboards. It's mm-hmm. pretty embarrassing. But it's yeah. cool. I've taken skiing lessons before, and so I have certainly felt the... Sadness as a five-year-old breezes past me and I'm like still just like snow plowing the entire way down. Yes. <laughs> just, uh, I was always pizza. I never got to go French fries. Oh, season, yeah. So I was very sad. Well, you're better than me at least. 
Spoilers. They're terrible, but people that won't allow you to talk about the thing you just saw because you'll spoil it for them are also frustrating. Why it's nearly impossible to have a conversation these days. But you can talk to your point of rental software without worrying that it'll reveal key plot points to the movies or TV shows you haven't seen. Our software is physically unable to talk. So even if it's seen the movie before, it'll never spoil a moment or ask to stifle your excitement. When you need to talk, you can count on Point of Rental Software. So we've talked before, like three minutes ago or 12. I don't know. I lose track of time You've, easily. He works with us. We've talked to him before. <laughs> Just in plain oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Hi, my name is Jonathan. Nice to meet you. Uh, we don't have to pretend we've never met. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> All right. So we've talked before, and you've mentioned that you are a shoe enthusiast of sorts. Okay. That's hard to say. Shoe enthusiast of sorts. Yeah. What kind of shoes are you into, and what got you interested in shoes? I, I love shoes in general. Like, it's not necessarily specifically, like, sneakers or anything like that, but I just can remember, like, my mom, like, not buying me shoes when I was a kid because the shoes that were highly coveted were, of course, like, your Jordans and all that stuff, and mm. definitely being somebody who was my, one of my favorite players and, and being a kid who wanted that stuff and not being able to get it um, kind of created – a sense of elusiveness and obviously me wanting it more. So um, there was two particular times I got it as a kid, and that was when um, my brother used to work there. He he got me a pair one year and one a pair the following year, and I can remember wearing those shoes to death. But uh, anyways, fast forwarding it to like when I finally got my own job, when I got my first paycheck, I spent it on some shoes, and it was a pair of Jordans. Because I was like, I've been waiting to buy some shoes, some Jordans for however, since elementary or whatever. Right, yeah. And I remember buying it, and I was like, oh, wow, I just did that. I should do it again. Mm-hmm. And in this paycheck, I did it again. And then before you know it. And then, of course, other than just buying it and learning it and all the, the culture, all the backgrounds behind it and mm-hmm. what it means to culture and then from a utility standpoint as far as performance aspect and I started getting into product knowledge and all this stuff when I got into work, but okay, you know, gotcha. I'll leave it. So a fact. lot of a lot of that knowledge that the general population does not have about shoes generally came from your finish line work. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Will you please explain your shoes yeah. on the app to me, just to give people a taste of what kind of product knowledge you have about yeah. them? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I wasn't prepared for that, but uh, I have on the some, the Nike React Two Seventies. Um, that's the product name. Um, React is the cushion on the midsole. Uh, that's their latest technology, which offers a responsive cushion to it. Um, and it's also coupled in a airbag or, night or air unit, the 270, which is catered to a lifestyle versus performance. So okay. the 270 Air Max unit is their first Air Max that's dedicated to a casual wear versus performance. So, so comfort is higher than performance. Out. In my opinion, yes. In today's time, yes. Um, it's like a 70-30 ratio. Like, I need more comfort. Comfort is a big deal for me versus style. Tell me about the the color uh, style you have on here. Yeah. I got these shoes back when we were at the old office, and, and I was going up the elevator. Wayne came into the elevator, and it was just him and I there, and he just so happened to look down and say, oh, those are some, some nice shoes you have there. I see you have your... Your epic colors in here. And I was just like, oh, you know, but you're right. It does have the red, the yellow, the green, the blue. And I was like, this is going to be my epic shoes now. So these are now my epic shoes, literally. So 
Right on. That's why yeah. I'm warm. What is the most effort that you've gone into to order or acquire a specific type of shoe? Okay. For the sake of time, I won't go too hard on this. But um, this was back in 2006. Um, oh, okay. And, um, this was... It was me trying to get the a package, a Jordan package. There, it's a package that actually came with two pairs of shoes. So it was one package that came with two shoes. Um, they were called the Defining Moments Pack. Um, long story short, it, I waited in line for about 10 hours to get those shoes. Um, it was I, I can remember being at the Parks Mall here in Arlington, mm-hmm. um, waiting. I got there around like maybe like 8.30, and we watched the movie, and... I couldn't even pay attention to the movie because I was just so nervous. But left the movies, got in line, waited to about five o'clock in the morning. And then that's when outside the mall, by the way, because mm-hmm. they wouldn't let anybody inside the mall. But the security came, un- unlocked the door to let the everybody that was waiting in line. Was in, there an actual like line of people who were waiting for this with you? There was, it was crowd. Not, it was okay, not it wasn't just it you wasn't just organized. standing outside the door. It was, okay. it was like a it was like a concert, so to speak. All that to say that I didn't get the shoes though. You didn't? No. What? Yeah. You were 10th in line. It was 10th in line. Did they have nine shoes? They didn't. So it, it, I learned that a lot of, it was just a lot of suspicion as far as like employees just holding their pairs just and stuff like that. But we made it on the news and everything. Like everybody that was there during that release was on the news. By the way, one of the shoes that in that package released just last month, they retroed it um, mm. actually a couple weeks ago. And I almost wanted to get it just for vengeance, you know. Just like, <laughs> I just want to buy it just because I didn't get them. But I don't care to have them anymore now, so. Do you remember what shoes you were wearing while you were waiting in line I for do. those shoes? You do? I do. Uh, there were some low-top uh, Jordan 13s. They were white, navy, blue, and orange. And they got rained on because we were waiting outside. It was raining a little bit when we were out there. I still have them to this day, too. They don't look bad. But, yeah, I wore those shoes. I do. Give me your hottest NBA take, historical or current. Okay, I'll be quick. This is pretty easy. Uh, Michael Jordan was the greatest of all times. Okay. That's not a hot take. That's a very popular take. Hot right. take is something people don't agree with. Mavericks oh. would have definitely won a championship this year. Mm. For sure. We definitely were going to be 2020 champions. I'm saying mm. it now. Okay. So mm. we might as well just uh, give the title to them now and just call, and just move on to the next season. You're also a singer, uh, assuming you didn't lie to us earlier <laughs> in life. Um, what type of music do you sing? I always participated in the choir throughout my whole childhood. So mm-hmm. if you want to call that a good singer, sure. And uh, what do you do in choirs? And sing. Okay, so but you're a singer. I, I'm being modest, I guess, right? Because I'm not just going to be like this solo, like, oh, I'm still on the show singer. Like, I'm not okay. that good. But I can, I'm disciplined in, in, the, in, in chorus. Christmas carols down to... Mm, we're all the world by, you know, mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, how'd you get into that? Just through school and whatnot? Is kind of just led you into doing that? Or did you start singing in the shower or something? You're like, other people have to hear this besides know. That's me. a good question. I know my mom just threw me in there. You know, being heavy, you know, heavy in, in the church, um, my mom was was involved in church heavily as well. So I think she, just by inheritance, she was just like, you're just going to sing because I sing you know? Okay. But also in school, I guess because I didn't wasn't half bad, she put me into the choir, and the choir director, uh, she, she was good friends with them as well. So that helped when it came to like, hey, how's Jonathan doing in choir? And you know, and mm-hmm. there was that sense of, well, I can't just tell my mom how, how I went or not because she can just 
very well ask them, you know. Sure. So that accountability was there. Um, and then that just kind of went with me throughout middle school. And that was about it. I, I stopped after that. But you don't sing anymore. I still sing in a shower here and there. Yeah. Oh, okay. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, so if you have to go on The Voice or American Idol or whatever show people are doing these days, um, what song would you sing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm not familiar with you that. Got, you Gotta Love Me by Jennifer Hudson. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Mm. I guess. You would go for a Jennifer Hudson song? <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that seems like a unique way of capturing attention, I guess. Yeah. And I'm telling you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, please continue. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all you get. If you want the rest, you have to, um, I'll send you an invoice. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Dang. Okay. I'm and that's kidding. coming from someone who stopped in middle school. I'm all right. Nice. That was nice. That was nice. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. Thank you. Um, let's hear another joke. A pig walks into a bar, orders 15 beers, and drinks them. The bartender asks, would you like to know where the bathroom is? No, says the pig. I'm the little piggy that goes wee, wee, wee all the way home. <laughs> Five important questions. Five important, Five important questions. questions. Five important questions. Number one. What would you say is your greatest success in life? I know particularly I can remember when um, my graduation in elementary uh, was important to me. Um, it was by introduction to really seeing how hard work pays off, you know. I won the Principal's Cup Award, uh, which is basically like valedictorian, but for elementary? kids. Yeah. Hey. It's like... It's, there's a spot for a boy, a spot for a girl, and obviously I was the boy that got it. And um, what was cool about this award, for some reason, when they finally set that last award, mm-hmm. it was such an uproar, man. When I tell you as a kid, it scared me like like crazy. Like, oh, it was just like, whoa, was everybody looking forward to me winning this? Also, I can remember like receiving the award, and I'm like... At the time, maybe, what, four feet, maybe? Okay, sure. This this trophy is, like, three feet. You know, it's about my height. So mm-hmm. just having, like, a, know, tangible, a object, yeah, tangible object that says, look what happens when, you know, you have fun working and learning and being studious and all these things. Question number two. Okay. What is your greatest fear? The fear of failure, you know. Again, just not grabbing a bull by the horns, so like I mentioned earlier. Question number three. Okay. If you could tell first day at Point of Rental, Jonathan, oh. one piece of advice that would lead to becoming a successful pointer, what would you tell him? Slow down, just be the best you that you can be, you know. And granted, I eventually learned that, but if I would have walked into that immediately, maybe um, I wouldn't have been as uh, hard on myself, I guess, the first couple of weeks that I was there or months or whatever. What is your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? I can remember I had a demo that I was doing. I can remember her saying that she was like i'm having really having a hard time understanding following what you're saying mm. um is there anybody that can, can help me out here because i'm not really getting there i think i'm not getting what i want or whatever right and mm-hmm. and at the time i didn't really practice or even know objection handling like a, like i do now right and mm-hmm. so I, I didn't i thought it was okay to be like okay well let me put you on hold and see if i can find somebody to jump in here and it was not that easy and it was a lot of i apologize we'll see what i can do it was just all over the place. It was mm-hmm. a mess. But and I can even remember after that just feeling like, man, this sucks, man. I'm not really that good here. You know, even mm-hmm. questioning like my value here, so to speak. So question number five. Um sorry it it 
actually turns out uh, in this scenario that if you ever say the wrong thing on a demo with someone, oh, wow. you are automatically sentenced to death. Oh, wow. That's just kind of where we're at. Oh. Um, and I don't know why the world took this sort of turn. <laughs> yeah, we're it's not very sure. It's weird law, but it's where we're, it's just kind of where we're at. Dang. So you're currently on death row. Okay. Um, what is your last meal? Oh. And why? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A? All day. Really? Every day. Right on. Okay, well, question number five. Okay. Um, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? You know, this goes along the lines of like, you know, I am who I am today because of what I've been through, I guess, you know. So sure. maybe if I would have known about those shoes I could I didn't get, I probably would have just went. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, I just think like obviously like all these things have made me who I am now. And I really appreciate who I am now. Enjoy who I am now. So, yeah, I would change anything. If you could change one thing at Point of Rental, what would it be? Putting cover parking in the parking lot now since it's hot. Mm, okay. Okay. You know, I got leather seats now, and this is my first time. I just <laughs> got this car. I just got this car. This, I guess, this will be the first time this car is, is going through the summer, and I got leather seats. And oh my God. We need to either grow some trees real quick mm. and Supply some shade or get some cover park in action. That'll be the only thing I changed. But everything else I love. Would you design a pointy riddle shoe if that was an option? Heck yeah. Okay, cool. Heck yeah. We'll add Ooh. that to your list of things to do. Question number five. Okay. What is your spirit spice? Oregano. Oregano? Mm-hmm. Oh, please tell me why. There's a sense of like strength, solidarity, but then there's like warmth and just you can get like a structure, and then you can also get, like, warm and fun out of me, and, but mm. then it's, like, kind of hard to explain that, but it, It's kind of like a big bear hug. Yeah. It's you know. it's strong and sturdy, but warm and encompassing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, I feel like I, I, I can... It's going to be a weird ad for oregano. <laughs> <laughs> Are there ads for I like that you now? have, like, taglines ready. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, oregano. It's like a bear hug. It's like a bear hug. <laughs> See? I'm telling you, man. You're good at this. We can make it into a jingle, too. Question number five. Yeah. Who is the next pointer that I should talk to for this podcast? Ooh, me again. So oh. we will come back. And <laughs> Jonathan Ingram part two. We'll come back part two. I'm just kidding. That might be good. I had some conversations with him. He's a great guy. And we used to spend some time at, at the gym together. And I got to know him pretty well there. And pretty fun guy. Anything in particular that we should ask, Lathan? Anything Baylor. Okay. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. All right. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for joining us today. It's been a delight talking to you. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. This has been great. I really appreciate you guys, you know, including me in this. So send Jonathan some love this week. Send him a good old email or DM him saying, hey, friend, send him a gif of your favorite shoes. Yeah, you can get him. No, I get gifts. Yes, send me gifts. (laughs) I wear a size 12, um, large shirts. I like cupcakes and Chick-fil-A. So, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Um, yeah, just be epic and let them know that you care. So, uh, thanks for listening today. Yeah, Jonathan, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) and we'll keep the porch light burning for you. Please list as many different trees as you know off the top of your head. (sighs) Three, two, one, go. Oh, and the timer, that's that's perfect. Uh, birch trees. You have oak trees. You have hawthorn trees. Maplewood trees. Did I say pine trees, beech trees? Yeah, that's all I can. That's all I got. So we're like seven-ish trees. You name them.